Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I explore something unexplained, talk about what it is and look at what else it could possibly be. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. This week, I'm looking at an 18th century monument in Staffordshire, England. It's the mystery of the Shugborough inscription. In the mid-1700s, the Shepherd's Monument was commissioned to be sculpted on the grounds of Shugborough Hall, Staffordshire. Thomas Anson had Peter Shoemakers sculpt it, and it was funded by Anson's brother, Admiral George Anson. Admiral Anson was one of Britain's greatest admirals, having sailed around the world and returning home with riches obtained from the capture of a Spanish ship allowing him to spend whatever money he wanted on the monument. The monument is enclosed in a rustic arch and features a relief of Et in Arcadia Ego, a 1638 painting by Nicholas Poussin. The relief differs from the original though. Notably, there's a third sarcophagus on top of the main tomb and the words, I am also in Arcadia adorn the work. Below the relief, there is an inscription on two lines. The top line is a set of letters, O-U-O-S-V-A-V-V. And below that, on either side, are the letters D and M. For a long while, the inscription wasn't thought about much. But in 1982, Michael Bygent Richard Lee and Henry Lincoln wrote a book called The Holy Blood and the Holy Grail. This book was the one that posited that Mary Magdalene and Jesus married and had children. In the book, these children are said to have become the French Merovingian dynasty and that a secret society called the Priory of Sion still champions their claim to the French throne. Importantly, The book suggests that Poussin was a member of the society and had sculpted the monument with hidden meanings. For the most part, this is believed to be fiction, with even the authors acknowledging the lack of historical evidence in their work. Even though the book has been debunked many times, it caused people to begin insisting that the idea of Jesus' bloodline was a truth rather than a theory. Lots of things sprang up from this idea, most notably the Da Vinci Code. This gave rise to a theory about the inscription on the Shugborough Monument saying Magdalene. The problem with the 1982 book is that people actually believed it was true. It causes a problem with history in that it creates a pseudo-history with unverified sources and no historical method or analysis. The research being done is minimal and assumptions are being made that sound like they have weight, but actually don't. It snowballed and now there are hundreds of sources of media that perpetuate these kinds of claims. Returning to the Holy Blood and the Holy Grail, the combination of incorrect history 
and conspiracy theorists grabbing it and running with it has created some interesting things. These aren't directly related to the Shugborough inscription, but doing research has opened a can of worms that keeps getting deeper as I go, so bear with me. Now, the conspiracy goes that the Freemasons followed on from the Knights Templar who searched for the Holy Grail, which in turn was a legendary chalice from the King Arthur stories. The Freemasons are said to work for the Catholic Church to find religious artefacts such as the Spear of Truth. They're also believed to hide knowledge of the church that could cause a stir. There's even a theory perpetuated by the same Dan Brown novels that continue the idea that Jesus had children, that there's a vault under the Vatican filled with loads of proof that dismantles the Catholic Church. That doesn't really make any sense though, because surely the church would destroy that kind of evidence. Either way, the idea is that the Freemasons are searching for the Holy Grail with aid from secret cabals that run the world. We're talking New World Order here. I told you to bear with me and now's the time to do that. The issue with these theories is that they're conspiracies. I don't believe them, and there's no real evidence to prove them. Some would argue that's a good reason that you can't disprove it, but this lack of evidence means there's not much of a conversation to be had. I'm climbing out of this rabbit hole of pseudo-history for now, but we'll likely return at a later date for a deep dive of these three intertwined conspiracies. But for now, I'm going to put this to rest. The staff at the Shugborough estate partook in this kind of pseudo-history. Attempting to capitalise on the early 2000s release of Dan Brown's Da Vinci Code, the estate launched a campaign in 2004 that involved codebreakers from Bletchley Park attempting to decipher the inscription. This campaign suggested that there was a link between the Shugborough inscription and the Holy Grail, another unsolved mystery. This campaign was put in the newspapers and was uncontested, meaning that the facts weren't even checked. The Guardian posted, Over the years, there have been a number of theories posited about the meaning contained in the Shepherd's Monument. Chief among these is the belief that the connections of the estate's creators, the Anson family, with the Grand Masters of the Closed Society of Knights Templar, and the supernatural myths surrounding the estate. Where ley lines meet, rivers cross, and UFO spotters regularly gather, are evidence that the carving holds the secret to the Holy Grail. Enter Keith Massey, a linguistics expert and a Latin and Arabic teacher. Once employed by the NSA, Massey believes the key comes between the D and the M, they usually inscribed on Roman tombs and mean dedicated to the shades or the souls of the deceased already in the underworld. The use of these letters on the Shugborough monument suggests that the phrase between can only be understood in the context of Roman funerary architecture. Massey's translation of the letters is oro ut omnes sequanta viam ad veram vitam 
which translates to, I pray that all may follow the way to true life. This is a biblical reference from John 4.16, in which Jesus said, Ego sum via et veritas et vita, or I am the way, the truth and the life. These letters have divided researchers, scientists and historians. Each person to get involved has their own ideas as to what the inscription means. Even a simple Google search shows lots of results that state the inscription has been translated. So far, Massey has come up with the most likely theory. So, aside from Massey's theory, there's a few other options here. In one of my articles this week, there was a single comment from someone. The theory here is wild. I'll read it verbatim because I don't think I can summarise it without reading the whole thing. The two lower letters, the D and the M, refer to King Dagobah Merovingian. The upper line letters, O-U-O-S-V-A-V-V, broadly translate as observer use the object at Shugra to view or understand, also vice versa. The relief picture is best seen as the reverse of a transparency. This is also applies to the Chinese house, which is located on the west side of the group of monuments, when theoretically it should be where the Doric temple stands. That is, until one understands why Thomas Anson placed it where it is. On the monument, the shepherd's thumb of his left hand is immediately after the R in Arcadia. Alphabetically, this is followed by the S. His index finger is planted on the N in the second word, in. The word ego is dropped from the end of et in Arcadia ego to leave et in Arcadia. The thumb picks up the S and the finger overwrites the N, thus reading et is Arcadia, or also in Arcadia, also in Arques. The one-time site of the old tomb, known locally as the tomb of Arques, is situated at the small hamlet of Pontils, just off the D613 road to Arques. When one is at the other side of the painting, the reverse of a transparency, one understands the meaning of the casket atop the Shugra sarcophagus. All the classical monuments are Templar-based and tell an intriguing story of the Templar treasure. This theory basically states that the relief is reversed and reflects the position of the Doric temple. It also suggests that the Templar treasure, or Holy Grail, is in Arcadia somewhere. It's quite a stretch, and in order for this theory to work, we have to assume that the theory posited in the 1982 book that started this mystery is correct. However, we've already discussed how the pseudo-history is lacking in any kind of research or historic accuracy. A.J. Morton an expert, although what of is unclear, dismissed that the inscription was just letters. 
He suggested that they were made by the house's residents, George Adams and Mary Vernon Venables, but never stated why. It's a red herring kind of theory, basically saying that it means nothing on purpose. Morton also suggested that Thomas Anson was dubious. He is unclear about whether Anson or Shoemakers inscribed the letters as well, which isn't really helpful. Some believe the inscription to be a Templar monument. Others believe it to be an epitaph for George Anson's deceased wife. Others still believe it to be a prank meant to cause confusion and have people try to find the meaning of these seemingly important letters. Either way, it's not clear what the letters mean, although Massey's suggestion of a Bible verse is the most likely in my opinion. I feel like without a time machine or some kind of journal, we're unlikely to find the truth about these letters. The story from today came from a medium.com article called The Truth About the Shugborough Inscription and a Mysterious Writings article called The Mysterious Unsolved Code of the Shepherd's Monument at Shugborough Hall. The theories from today came from the Mysterious Writings article, the medium.com article and a vintage news article called The 200-Year-Old Code of the Shugborough Inscription may have been cracked. References for the episodes and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, you can currently find me on Facebook at What The Heck Mystery Podcast, Instagram at WT Heck Podcast, and you can also support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash What The Heck Podcast. Just £3 a month will get you access to the unedited versions of the episodes so you can hear all the mess-ups I make while recording. I would have made it lower, but the tiers begin at £3, so that was the lowest I could go. More tiers will be added as we go, and as I find more things to share with you outside of the episodes. If you want to pledge more than £3 a month, you're more than welcome to, and I'll have to find something extra special for anyone who does. I've also set up an email address, whattheheckpod3 at gmail.com. I'd like you to send in your stories of the unexplained so I can read them out in secondary episodes. But if you have any issues with my phrasing or think some of the things that I've said are insensitive, please don't be afraid to let me know and I'll address them in episodes as I record them. The next episode is out on the 29th of December and it's the Christmas episode. I use that term loosely. I'll see you then for a Christmas episode. (laughs) 